Welcome to Living Orthodoxy, an invitation to a deeper life in Christ, a podcast of St. Philip Orthodox Church in Souderton, Pennsylvania, dedicated to connecting the liturgical and spiritual life of the Orthodox parish with the life of the Orthodox home, presenting the weekly homilies of our parish pastors, Father Noah Buscelli and Father James Thayer, as well as discussions of the liturgical year and Orthodox life and practice by Justin Gold and Jeff Hyatt. This is the Sunday of the Samaritan woman. One thing we all note after Pascha, and as particularly after the Sunday of the myrrh-bearing women, is three Sundays that have a lot to do with baptism. They all concern water uh, and so forth. The, and I'll tell you why they're concerned with baptism. Uh, we can blame it all on the catechumens. Uh, that is, in the early church, after the age of persecution, a lot of people wanted to join the church. Not only was it now easy, but, uh, you know, the emperor was one of them, so uh, maybe it's uh, good to get, get with the program here. The church responded by saying, uh, wait a minute, this is entirely too many and too fast. And so they instituted a 40-day period before Pascha uh, of fasting and prayer for the catechumens. Hmm, said the church, well, wouldn't be such a bad idea if everyone did it. So hence we have Lent. But of course you say, well, why 40? Well, 40 is a sacred number. 40 years in the wilderness for the Israelites, 40 days in the desert for our Lord Jesus Christ, fasting and so forth. So 40 is an important day, but on Holy Saturday, all the catechumens were baptized. And that was really the first time they ever experienced the full liturgy of the church. You remember the line after the prayer of the catechumens, Catechumens depart, let the cate and let no catechumens remain. Unless they're just loitering around the uh, church with the open windows, when it comes to the creed, we say, the doors, the doors. Shut the doors. No one is to hear this except those who are initiates or those who are baptized. And after their baptism, for 40 days, they were to, I hope they had to change, but they were to wear their white robes of baptism as signs that they were newly illumined. And so the church then incorporated these themes of, the, 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 of baptism. First we had the paralytic and the pool, and now we have uh, the Samaritan woman sitting at the well. Next week, we will have the blind man who is uh, uh, healed again with uh, uh, um, uh, um, spit and, uh, uh, yeah, spit and uh, that's all right. You know, when the, when the Franciscans baptized the uh, Pueblos in the deserts, they ran out of water. So they're out. I baptize you. <laughs> yes, indeed, they could use any liquid at hand. So, uh, but that's uh, another story. But I want to just mention a few things about baptism, and they will be a very few things. There is a, a great theology of baptism, but we must never underestimate the importance of baptism. 
Confession, after all, is called the baptism of tears. But our baptism is for the forgiveness of sins. We enter into the waters and we arise from there new people, new birth. And I used to be sort of shocked when I lived in Oklahoma at, where the Baptists and the Methodists are the established church, uh, how among evangelicals, baptism has become entirely optional. And I was once having lunch with an evangelical pastor, and he said to me, oh yes, he said, at least half my congregation has not been baptized. I almost choked on my... I said, what? And uh, yes, that this was, for them, baptism has become the confirmation of faith. But you know, our Lord says at the end of the gospel, according to St. Mark, he who believes and is baptized will be saved. And you remember the sermon of Peter. What shall we do? Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and be baptized. What did uh, Cornelius do? With, uh, was it with the guard? G baptized him and his whole family. What did uh, Philip do with the eunuch? Back the, oh, there's some water. Boop! Down they went. Baptism. Baptism, baptism, baptism. That is the very center of our new creation. And we must never um, relegate it. I mean, I'm sorry that a modern, and I say it's modern evangelical Protestantism has so downgraded this to mere symbol, mere affirmation. No, no. The universal church, and I would include Martin Luther, I would include John Calvin, believed in the efficacy and the necessity of baptism. This was not optional. John Calvin, I believe uh, the Presbyterians to this day practice infant baptism. Oh no, this is not an option. It's only among very modern evangelicals where this has all become rather wobbly. But for us, it is a great mystery and the beginning of our salvation. And I want to close with a quote. It's from St. John Chrysostom. And he's talking about baptism. He says, when you come to the sacred initiation, the eyes of the flesh see water, the eyes of faith Behold the Spirit. Those eyes see the body being baptized. These eyes see the old man being buried. The eyes of the flesh see the flesh being washed. The eyes of the Spirit see the soul being cleansed. The eyes of the body see the body emerging from the water. The eyes of faith see the new man come forth brightly shining from that new purification. Our bodily eyes see the priest as from above. He lays his right hand on the head and touches him who is, to be, is being baptized. Our spiritual eyes see the great high priest, Jesus, as he stretches forth his invisible hand to touch his head. For at that moment, the one who baptizes is not a man, but the only begotten Son of God. Christ is risen. Indeed.